0: Juan Soto is, um, I mean, nothing really needs to be said. He's one of the best hitters in baseball. Wait, Mark, can we just.
1: The Yankees just got Juan Soto. It is official. And now it's I actually exciting. am. I'm really excited now that I think about it. Okay, I'm really excited. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is right. really exciting.
1: back to what will most likely be the most action packed SBNY yet. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on um, today, mostly baseball, which I'm very excited about personally um, and a lot of stupid stuff with the Jets, a lot of fun stuff with the Yankees. Um, the Rangers blew a four run, or for run a three goal lead uh last night in overtime so that's fun we can talk about that if you know anything about it or that can be the end of it um mark what do you what do you want to start on today
0: uh okay so i would like to start as always with a quote from vladimir lenin
1: Ah, naturally yes
0: okay i'd have it no Uh, other way yes there are decades where nothing happens and there are (laughs) weeks where decades happen well said and uh think everyone might know that one but we're in one of those uh weeks right now where we are decades are happening I, I i think we should start off with the yankees can i can i say the news of the day i
1: i think we should also start with the yankees yeah please
0: okay well everyone might have seen, saw this it's on twitter um news has been exploding all over the place No, it's everywhere you know oh it's wall-to-wall coverage but uh ron marinaccio is now married
1: oh man that's I, like the news that we've all been waiting for—the off season—it actually happened. We got the I do's. The rings are in. You know, it's all happening. Yes. It's all coming together for the big run.
0: Yes, finally the, the pride the ring of Tom's we've been River. So long for.
1: Did you know okay. he's from Tom's River, by the way?
0: Oh yeah, Tom's River. Uh, Isn't Todd Frazier from there? No. Um,
1: So we're also going to be moving on to the actual big news of the day, uh, which could very much be that Juan Soto is officially a New York Yankee. Uh, It is 4.55 Wednesday, December 6th as we speak. There's a very good chance that while we are recording um, that becomes official. Uh, Right now it is about as non-speculative speculation that you could possibly have. I don't even know if I'm, like, still going to be excited when the news is, ex- or, like, announced just because it's it feels like we're already there. Um, but, I mean, I will be excited. I am excited already. Um, but it's... Uh, this has been the weirdest... I, I keep on wanting to say free agency. This has been the weirdest acquisition that I think I can remember in my lifetime as a Yankee fan. Um, but hopefully... it. Goes the smoothest. Um, More. Do you want to start there, or should we do the stuff that's actually verified and confirmed
0: and happening? No, let's talk about Soto. And real quick, um, let me just take you back to February of two thousand and four, which is when the Yankees acquired Alex <laughs> oh, of Rodriguez. Course. Yeah. Um. Okay. So if you'll remember, uh, right before that, was that just for Soriano was, straight up? It was for Soriano and Joaquin Arias. That's that's right. And salary relief. Right. Uh, Joaquin Arias being one of uh, uh, one name on a l- list of names provided to the Rangers, they chose him over Robinson Cano, uh, <laughs> among others. But anyway, the point I'm trying yeah. to make is that right before that trade happened, there was another deal that would have sent Arod to the Red Sox, where right. he wanted to right. go, in exchange for in a three-team deal with the White Sox that also included Manny Ramirez, yep, uh, John Lester, Brandon McCarthy, uh, several names. Um, but that was. A done deal, all teams had agreed to that deal, and uh, part of that blocked, deal was right? that a rod would shed a massive amount of salary, right? Uh, to join the Red Sox. That's right. Now, at the last minute, the players' union stepped in, as they should, and said, Hey, you can't, you can't just decide you want out of a contract you signed. That's not so, how that works, yeah. <laughs> and that would set a bad precedent. So, that deal got nixed after it was already agreed to. So, the point I'm trying to make here, especially in baseball, is yeah, n- never count your chickens before they hatch, even enough. though. At, at, like this seems as concrete as anything that we've seen in a while. Like you're seeing reports that say it's not even on the one yard line; it's on the half yard line. Uh, to use a football metaphor, I mean, Jack but-
1: Curry is tweeting like he's already here, and they're just like that, that, he said today. Like the medical, like oh, the medicals. You always have to wait for these things to you know. That's that's always what happens, and like it's that's where we are without being able to say that that's where we are. Um, so it's I don't know. This has been strange oh. yesterday we saw cashman and boone talking like he was already on the roster like there was a lot going on in the meetings um that they had on the hot stove show on yes there's just th- this Oh yeah no feels don't get me different. wrong
0: i think he's coming
1: <laughs> then yeah i think he is too and i think it's okay. going to be very soon but I, it, it just feels strange <laughs> is my it's, point
0: yeah it's there's nothing official we're still waiting on the passing bomb but this feels about as close as it's possibly going to get to for like the past 18 hours we've been hearing this deal is close. Um, right, okay, let's go through this package as being reported by Jack Curry. This is the package the Yankees will be sending the Padres, and this is the first time we're discussing these names on here. So, the first name there are five players headed to San Diego in the package that we're seeing now. First one, Michael King, Road.
1: Yeah, um, so we've been hearing from Jack Curry about Michael King a lot. Early it was Clark Schmidt, and everyone was like, Hey, I would much rather lose Clark than Michael King, so let's just make that happen. And it's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> the Padres right. would rather have Mike Padres King than Clark Smith. Exactly. So um, <laughs> that is going to hurt. At the same time, uh, part of the reason that you're probably good with sending a Mike King and not a Clark Smith, Mark. do you know when Michael King is going to be a free agent?
0: Yeah, it is uh, he has two more years of control, which I don't I didn't think realize. that's
1: right, MORG. I think he's a free agent at the end of this coming season.
0: Nope. are two you sure? Yep, checked it this morning.
1: Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, this was hearsay on my part, so fair enough. Um, but either way, so Michael King, if he ends up being this starter that the Yankees think that he can be, and that's why everyone is so intent on keeping him, which they should be. I love Michael King. Um, I, you know. Oh, I I believed in him like as a starter. Right when we saw him for the first time, I always loved him out of the bullpen. He's a great pitcher. There's no reason not to love him. Um, yeah, he's extremely confident, the whole deal. Uh, which is why, if he's the the headlining piece that we're sending in return, I get it. Um, but it's going to sting. But at the same time, you're getting you know Juan Soto, so. He'll be a free agent soon is what I was going to say. So if they really want in two years, if he becomes what they expect, the Padres are getting rid of Juan Soto so they don't have to pay him. There's no way they're going to keep Michael King for whatever
0: he'll be worth. So the Yankees could go get him back if they want to.
1: At 31, though,
0: but doubtful. Anyway, go on. Yes, so the headliner is Michael King, okay? So the second of these five pieces is Drew Thorpe, the Yankees' number five prospect according to MLB Pipeline. Uh, he is not their number one pitcher in the system. Some sources have him as the number one pitcher. Kind of a uh, game of inches there. Um, who Who
1: is the number one right now?
0: The number one pitcher in the Yankee system? Yeah.
1: Is it Chase uh, Hampton? According
0: to, uh, yeah, according to MLB okay. Pipeline, it's Chase Hampton.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Um, Amazing that Thorpe, they're not giving up the number one pitching prospect. Okay, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, Thorpe is uh, slightly... Uh, closer to ma- Major League Ready, I think, is what they think about him. We've been hearing um, his
1: name for a while now at this point. like Going into the end of last se- like the tail end of last season, everyone was starting to really take a look hard at the depth. Um, Chase Hampton and Drew Thorpe were starting to be like, hey, you know, next year we got these guys coming, at least maybe we'll see what they have, or they could be part of yep. a trade. Um, and it looks like they can hold on to Chase Hampton here and ditch Thorpe. So we'll see how that yeah. goes.
0: So he's the second piece. Now these next two, I'm going to group together. Yep. Because I consider they, them to be very similar are, players. They are. They're a package they, deal. Yeah, they filled similar roles for the Yankees last year. They'll likely fill similar roles in the Padres, and that's Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez. Johnny Vasquez. Uh, two guys. Yes, two guys who uh, we saw in uh, relatively limited time last year. Um, uh, Brito obviously was on the opening day roster. He. First couple starts went great. I, I think he debut. started
1: game three last season.
0: <laughs> it was either game two or game three, and I should know because I was at that game. I was I at I, I was game. at
1: game two. I was not at game three, so I think it was game three.
0: It, it must have been game three then. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he pitched great uh, in his first couple starts, and then gave up like twelve runs in the first inning to the Twins. I think. Yeah. Uh, yep. And, and then never really came back. Nope. Uh, Randy Vasquez. No, that's not
1: true. He pitched well again, and then he played the Twins again, and then he was bad again. And so it was like okay. when he's not playing the Twins, he's got like a one two ERA, and then when he's playing the Twins, like eighteen. <laughs> like,
0: okay, yeah. but, so I mean, up and yeah. down here. Um Randy Vasquez, another Heed guy, uh, he yep. made made his debut against the Padres. Oddly enough, mm. uh, I think think he I remember him pitching pretty well in that game. He he pitched okay down the stretch for the Yankees, but both these guys to me never seemed like they were going to be long term rotation pieces. No. I don't think the team viewed them that way. No, um, bullpen guys them, maybe, but yeah, not I, rotation I would guys. Say, I would say on a good team these guys are swingmen, meaning they're long relievers or yeah. can you know pick up a spot start here and there yes um neither of them really has overpowering stuff uh it's just like not these are not um high ranking prospects, but these are names that Yankee fans know because we saw them in the majors last year, so seeing them included in this package might uh make people think this package is uh more includes more big names than you think but it it is important to remember that these are not big names these are just names that you know no it's Um,
1: this is not they don't hurt at all and here's the thing with the Yankees and pitching if we want to go into that really quick uh I trust that they could churn out another Randy Vasquez and Johnny Brito next year that we have never heard of as of this moment like they could be just as good never have heard of them another you know like, six-foot-five dude who shows up and can throw 99 and oh, can fill the start. I'm sorry. Ne-
0: need to interrupt.
1: Go ahead. Official?
0: We have we have a trade. What? Jack Curry, yes, and Joel Sherman are reporting that Juan Soto and Trent Grisham are being traded to the New York Yankees for Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Kyle Higashi. This is official? This is per John Morosi on Twitter. It's and- official! And uh and John Morosi is citing Jack Curry there so we haven't had a Jeff Passan tweet yet I want to make that very clear
1: okay but but that's pretty good now
0: John Morosi, very credible source so we'll say that this is uh he says the trade agreement is being finalized we still have not seen a tweet from Jeff Passan but here's what this gives you now we're also getting Trent Grisham in this deal now Trent Grisham was a big prospect many remember him from uh his brief time in Milwaukee where he famously botched a play in the wild card series, a ball that Juan Soto hit oddly enough. Who is this? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, wait,
1: I missed. I, I was reading. I just tuned out for a second. Go back.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, It's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so with Trent Grisham coming to the Yankees. Oh
1: yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Remember for that play in Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a sloppy podcast. we got so much news coming in. I know but, um, there is. Yeah. So Trent Grisham has been, uh, he was someone who never really hit a ceiling in San Diego. He's a really good defensive center fielder, if I recall, uh, and he is. was supposed to have some power. Strikes out a lot, so it'll yep. fit in perfectly. He's like a one eighty uh, hitter. Yeah, he is. Not, he's been below average offensively for uh, a number of seasons. He's now. he's so
1: Bader, but worse offensively with more uh, swagger, kind of if that's possible.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say that that's sort of it, but he's way worse. Like. I mean, Trent Grisham in the last cu- couple years has, uh, yeah, he hasn't been over the Mendoza line since 2021, Oof. Um, yeah. and his OPS Plus has been in the 80s both years, and he played 150 games both years, but so...
1: But, Morg, he wears Wayfarers.
0: He does wear Wayfarers. He is a lefty.
1: <laughs> he's um, got a lot of personality. This will be... He's... People are going to hate him for the way that he hits, but they might respect the, the vibe that he brings. And he's already got a yeah, mustache, he, not a beard, so, you know
0: two time Gold glover Helpful. also so yeah really good defensive center fielder yeah um he might run, he could hit part.
1: 20 homers in yankee stadium
0: i mean yes he could
1: it's possible um, i'm just saying you would take that that's what oh, yeah, the yeah. yankees would take that they love a 200 hitter who can hit 20 homers with with plus oh, yeah. defense in center field that's actually not that's that'll sell you on it to be honest with you i still don't really yeah. love it but that is enough to sell you on it
0: well, they had to. It, it seems like the Padres desperately wanted to. They wanted him. Yeah. Um. I don't think he's making any money. I got it in front of me. Yeah. It's he's like three and three, a half million. Not three much. and a half million. Yeah. million. has got two years he's left to control. A
1: free agent in twenty twenty six. So they they've got him for two yeah. years. He's he's you know what he is. He is the reason that IKF will be a bad memory.
0: <laughs> so thankfully, true.
1: Um. Yeah, so and it would surprise
0: me if he's on. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's on another team by the end of the year.
1: Uh, Might be on another anyway, team by the end of the week. Uh, the um, other
0: play, but, well, the other player the Yankees got in this deal is Juan Soto. Uh, it's pretty good. Now, this uh, is the Trent
1: Grisham trade.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, Juan Soto is a throw-in. Uh, Juan Soto is, um, I mean, nothing really needs to be said. He's one of the best hitters in baseball. Wait, Mark, can we
1: just... The Yankees just got one soda. It is official, and now it's I actually am. Exciting. I'm really excited now that I think about. It. Okay, I'm really excited. Yeah, now. <laughs> it's right.
0: really exciting.
1: I thought I wasn't gonna be. It. I'm like grinning ear to ear. This is awesome. Now that I really kind of can believe it happened. Yeah. <laughs> all right. yeah.
0: So I mean, so both of us last night. I think we're a little miffed uh, because Everyone the Yankees was. went out. We haven't we haven't talked about this at all actually. Yeah. The Yankees went out and traded for Alex Verdugo last night. Yeah. Uh, okay.
1: Uh, You texted me, I was in Napoleon, which by the way, check out Mudville later this week for uh, Napoleon content, that'll be coming out um, very soon. Uh, It was deece, we'll get into it. Um, So, anyway, uh, I'm in Napoleon, the movie is about to end, Um, now the only spoiler that I'll give you, and this is a historical spoiler, is right at the beginning of the Battle of Waterloo, which if you know anything about Napoleon, uh, I'm not going to... I won't tell you what happens but it's the the word Waterloo is meant to be like this big end of an era watershed whatever um so you know um that's about to start and then my phone buzzes like in my pocket and i was like i it could be soda i have to check um and it was like this just in official yankees trade for dot 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 in like the thing i was like oh fuck you so i had to open up twitter (laughs) so i was like god damn it so i opened it up and it was alex verdugo um for dick fitz and two other guys uh, oh, and Greg, Greg Weissert. Um, so actually, uh, I, I, I liked Judas. Greg Weissert. Um, so that was, uh, he, again, same thing. He's never going to stick around and they could like make another one in their weird factory that they pump these guys out of.
0: Um, None of those guys are going to stick around. I mean, I yeah. could be wrong. I'm not going to say that I'm right about this. I have a good track record with everything I say, really. But Yeah, um, <laughs> of course. I, 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 but I just don't think either any of those guys are going to be like impact arms. I think this was a case of the Red Sox just really just trying to uh, set up some room in their outfield for anyone else and uh, wanting to get anything they could for Verdugo, who's has never lived up to his potential. Is on a downward trajectory now. He's a contact hitter. He, he's a lefty, which the Yankees love. Um, and but he's kind of like outfield IKF in that yeah. uh, strong arm. Uh, bad center fielder here.
1: just like IKF.
0: <laughs> bad center fielder yeah like he's will he'll, he'll hit about 270 but listen the yankees came in yesterday he might no hit 280 best-handed. something
1: actually he's a better hitter than that he's like a 105 OPS plus career guy yeah i mean he'll hit for he's a decent more, hitter though. he's he's not a bad hitter so this will uh, be he's not he's he's a 28340 on base guy which is not it's not amazing he's a decent hitter He's a 105 a OPS career guy, or OPS plus, excuse me.
0: That's his ceiling.
1: Sure, but he's uh, also a lefty going to be playing in Yankee Stadium who has some power, so, you know.
0: Okay. I'm but just saying. To this. Yankees went into yesterday with no left-handed hitting outfielders on this roster, right? <laughs> they come into yeah. tonight with three of them, okay? Yeah. Yep. So, I I hate Brian Cashman. He should have been fired a long time ago for my money, but... This is sort of what they needed to do. Now, instead of Verdugo, I would have preferred signing Kevin Kiermaier. Um, I said that on a number of occasions. I think that Kiermaier can play all three positions as opposed to just right field, which is basically what Verdugo does. Um, I don't love the idea of Judge playing center every day, but I guess with him here, he won't be. But Um, then what
1: are you going to do with Stanton again? That's like... All right. yeah, yeah,
0: it's they have a lot of. I, I, I really think that this might mean that Verdugo is maybe going somewhere else, but I don't know where. Or, there's
1: like, if you there's no one of these guys is the fourth outfielder. I think Grisham is going to be a coming off the bench most of the time, so that Judge can move to right, Verdugo can go to the bench, and Grisham can be a defensive replacement late in games. Um, it's I, the I, only I, yeah. thing that makes sense. I like they don't want his bat in the lineup, and they want him for defense. Um,
0: I I, I I think you're got that backwards. I think Grisham will be the starter, and Verdugo will be coming off the bench.
1: Well, it depends on how you think most games are going to go. Do you think they're going to be behind and needing to come back, or do you think they're going to be ahead and needing to hold it? So it's you I, know,
0: it it doesn't really. I I just think that they value defense and center field, which is why they traded Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader. Right. Like they clearly value defense and center field a lot. So um, I would say that that's why Grisham is here. He's a goal goal center fielder. Right. I think he'll be starting. Uh, and I think late in games, you might see the configuration of Verdugo coming in uh, to pinch hit because he is a better hitter. Uh, and then you move Judge to center. Yeah. But uh, these are good problems to have.
1: They are good. Finally, these are good problems to have. Not like, is Oswaldo Cabrera going to be able to actually do anything? Like, you know, right. this is this is the best left field problem that the Yankees have had uh, since I was in high school, I think. So um, right. this is like, it's yeah. nice. Yeah. I'm 25, yeah. by the way, to make that point make sense. Um, so the the fact that they went out and did this, I, I wanted to touch on this a little bit because I don't want to give the egg an apology. Um, that being said, I am very happy that he was the one handling this, and I found myself feeling very calm that it was him and not some new dude that we just got off the street. Um, and the more that the names would come out, the more I was like, okay. He's not going to overpay. He's aware of what we need. Finally, like I I'm still mad at him for everything that has happened in the last few years that I've been mad at him for for years. That being said, if the Yankees can now extend Juan Soto, this is atonement for Bryce Harper. So, you know, and better, to be honest. So
0: like this is I'm going to put that thought to bed for you. There's like a zero percent chance, in my opinion, that Juan Soto is going to sign an extension with the Yankees. Not uh, excuse me, not extension.
1: But just keep him here after the season. Okay. I don't. He's well, not going to sign an extension. You're right. Boris does not. We we know that Boris is not going to let him do that. Um, but if he f- comes back as a free agent and, and gets that done, there's no f- there's no reason not to. He's going to be thir- 26. You could sign him for 10 years, and he won't even be out of his prime by the time he's done with it. Like this is the closest chance that Cashman has to make up for all the stuff that he's done in the last few years, and it's also the best that I've felt about the team since 20 this the 17 offseason. I would say so. That helps.
0: Okay, yeah. So here's the thing. You were just saying you felt comfortable with Cashman negotiating this deal, and I agree with you because something I was thinking about last night when this trade went down, uh, do you remember how the Red Sox got Alex Verdugo?
1: Yes. Not great. He was in the, Mookie Betts yeah, he was in the, and David Price. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Haim uh, Bloom uh, did the Mookie Betts trade, first-year GM for the Red Sox at the time. Now, yep. We're now four years down the road from that trade. Haim Bloom has been fired. Uh, four years from the Mookie Betts trade and what the Red Sox have on their roster to show for it is uh Greg Wessert and a platoon catcher in Connor Wong.
1: Yeah. It's really funny that the uh Verdugo becomes a Yankee the same day that the Yankees pull one of those trades. or the same like week, you know, whatever. twenty four hours apart, basically. Not even twenty hours apart. Um that the Yankees end up with both of them. <laughs> um and uh you know what? I I like Kyle Higashioka also is part of this trade, by the way, going back to San Diego, too. So maybe there's something about having, um, you know, catchers that you don't really feel much for. Like, I like Higgy well enough. Like, he was a fun personality. You know, everybody seemed to love him. He's a really good defensive catcher, and he had a bit of offensive potential. But, like, I don't know. I, like, we're not going to really miss Higgy. Like, I like Higgy, and, like, thanks for being here but you know thanks for the memories yeah. have fun in san diego go hit some bombs and i don't know enjoy winning 80 games a year <laughs> like i don't surfing. know yeah okay. surfing
0: yeah so here's the thing the yankees had i think six catchers on their 40 man or something crazy uh well so now after this trade is completed and like we said it seems like it's all but done i mean we haven't had the past in sweet but anyway once this trade is done we've out. lost a lot of starting pitching depth yeah so I think the, the and okay. Also, not to mention the Rule Five Draft was today. I've never heard oh. more bitching about the Rule Five Draft in my life. Well,
1: I don't even uh, know Yanke- what 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 happened.
0: The Yankees lost like uh, three or four minor league starters because they can't Who? keep them on the roster that long and not bring them up. Uh, Matt Sauer, Connor uh, Connor. I don't even. Know. They're not names that are important. Mitch Spence, like they're oh, guys that Mitch
1: Spence. But that's just because he's got a fun name.
0: Yeah, okay, this is minorly pitching depth that I'm talking about, and a bunch of people on Yankee's Twitter were bellyaching about this as if it mattered. People, um, people it, are dumb. It really doesn't matter. It's the Rule 5 draft. You never even think about it most years. No. Also, uh, those guys anyway, are
1: all going to be free agents halfway through the year anyway because nobody wants to keep the Rule 5 guys. <laughs>
0: like, right. Most that's of why they
1: get – anyway, go on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what they have to do now to make up for some of this depth that they lost is they got to take a couple of these catchers that they have, specifically Rohrfett and Narvaez. Yes. And uh, they what they have to do is swing one of these guys and maybe get a high upside arm. I don't think you're going to get much of anything, but uh, the Yankees, I remember when the Yankees traded Justin Wilson for Chad Green and Luis Sessa, two guys who at the time were non-prospects. Right. And both turned into major league contributors. Yeah. So you never really know what you can get. Right. So, this I think a, that, yeah, that's, they need to kind of start beefing the step back up. They
1: also came out today, um, they were talking with um, uh, the director of pro scouting or development, I don't remember who, um, Somebody Matt something, whatever, on the hot stove show, and they asked him who we should be excited for, uh, you know, prospects that people aren't really talking about, and he went out of his way to talk about Ben Rice. Who is a catcher in the yes. minor league system? Who he's saying is going to be on the way soon. He's, you know, a big deal, um, or going to be at least. So, you know, also, you still have Austin Wells. So, you know, there's right. the catching issue and that Trevino. we had a couple years ago, and Trevino, who's a platinum glover, um, and Fed is Garrett Cole's personal catcher, but he'll be gone very soon, probably. Right. Um, so, the, the catching issue is not going to be an issue very soon. Honestly, the fact that they have so much. Catching depth. They might be one of the deepest uh I don't know, catching rosters in the league that I can think of. I don't know. That's like a lot of guys. So um Higgy makes sense. No other Go team can
0: find f- keep him yeah. yeah. No other team can find one catcher. Right. We have, have five. Six
1: yeah, six, whatever. Not, Get them out of not here. Not
0: all of them are majorly quality, but it doesn't even matter. No. They just need someone, most
1: teams. All teams will always just throw someone back there and the Yankees have good like proven good defending catchers, which that's why Higgy is part of this deal um, Wait, to San Diego. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go, go, go. Breaking news. Here. I interrupt you um, all the time. Go ahead. <laughs> so this is I'm sorry. This is Andy Martino. Just tweeted. Uh, the proposed Soto Yankees trade has not yet advanced to the point where teams have told each other they have a deal and no players have been informed that they're on the move. This okay. was uh, posted a couple minutes ago. So, we uh, again, we that is not finalized. Right. Uh, that is just being reported by John Morosi that this deal is being finalized. Um, and if it's not, if something falls through, uh, you're never going to hear this because we're going to throw the whole thing out. <laughs> That's a good point.
1: Um, that Sorry, is a very good point. So, uh, this just in from – actually, wait. I just got an update from Heyman. Heyman. Um, Jonathan Soko is headed to the Yankees. Uh he's on his way here. Wow. Uh yeah, imagine that.
0: <laughs> okay. This I is the 1-year anniversary
1: Soho. of Arson Judge. Yeah, Luis Soho traded to the Yankees. Um right. today is the 1-year anniversary of Arson Judge, which the yes, uh, the irony of that is not lost on anyone. Um so yep. anyway, um I am Uh, Surprised that the okay so now we get we we can't talk about this deal again as if it's done because we're again still waiting Um, that being said uh, this still uh, the whole thing feels pretty good I there's nothing about this that really hurts except for losing Michael King but again we talked about the reason that it's worth it um, which is everything uh, to the even down to the point that you can get him back in two years like this is just there's there's nothing here that I don't like, and I am very much willing to give Austin Wells the catching job over Higgy. I'm good with getting rid of these low-end uh, pitchers that they have, and we're basically giving San Diego uh, half of a rotation for one Soto, which... Is going to be made up of right. guys who would have been our seven, eight, and nine starters. Um, except, well, Michael King well, probably King, could have slotted yeah. in as a four or five, but you get the idea. Um, and the Yankees also are still
0: in on Yamamoto, which we can talk right. about
1: in a little bit, but go on.
0: Yes. Oh, I was just going to say real quick, uh, you talked about giving the catcher job to Austin Wells. Yeah. I think Trevino, I think, well, Trevi will be start. Just- yeah. Will start be the starting catcher. I think Wells. They're going to play around with. Right. Um. They don't have as many openings as they did this morning. Right. Suddenly. Yeah. Uh, or yesterday morning. But, right. Um. I think they will try to work Wells in. I think they'll be probably about an even split. But they also uh, I think aren't as Kito, lefty
1: or offense desperate as they were <laughs> this
0: right. morning. So exactly. You know, Wells, all um, of a
1: sudden, does not he? The weight can be taken off his shoulders just a little bit.
0: Yeah. So let's talk. Should we get uh, let's move to Yamamoto. While so we wait, wait for this
1: There, there is one thing because I had written down a few points um, about these oh, trades yeah, that I, I wanted to get to really quick. And the Yankees uh, doing this um, needed uh, something out of this that we have not talked about really that much. Um, and that's the personality, because they go out and they get Alex Verdugo, who I don't like, but that's fine, because no. people hated A-Rod when they got him, and that's okay. Trent Grisham is an Johnny interesting Damon. guy. Um, Johnny Damon was a guy. I hate Josh Donaldson, always will, but I will say when they got him, I was like, hey, maybe he'll be fun in the clubhouse as like a, a wrestling heel. Um, now, that turned out terribly, but the yeah, idea was sound. Um, no, not but, at all. He's just yeah. an annoying asshole piece of shit. But um, anyway, this is a huge uh, injection of personality. I defined it as a personality adrenaline shot to the heart that they really need. Um, so yeah, that should be fun. All three of these guys, really. Very much so, yeah. Um, also, the Yankees are the only team in town that can do something like this and not have the prevailing like precept of this being that it's all going to fall apart, uh,
0: uh, I wouldn't agree with. I think. It's, are you sure? I, I that, well, I think there are some Mets fans who would tell you that uh, every move the Mets make gets received similarly by Mets fans. Now,
1: hold on. No, 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 no. That's that's not what I'm saying. The every time another team does something like this, everyone's like, "This is going to be awesome," and then it completely falls to shit. Um, it, my my examples were the following: the Nets, a with Kevin Durant. Kyrie and James Harden, which is ob- well, like, arguably three of the biggest stars to ever play on the same team within New York um, at the same time. Uh, then you have the Jets with Aaron Rodgers completely falling to shit. Oh, by the way, the Nets thing fell to shit. Jets with Aaron Rodgers falling to shit. Um, the Mets, I couldn't really think of one other than maybe like Cano or Carlos Beltran or Lindor maybe. I, I didn't have like a really good solid example of that. If you Could you come up with one?
0: Um, Where they had like I mean, the big like, star
1: come in and then it.
0: Verlander and Scherzer, I think.
1: <laughs> That's a good point. Okay, yeah. It's so they're let's both do that. Old by that point. They're both. That's the. That's the thing, though. Um, with the two of them, they were a little too old. Rogers is old too, but he still he won an MVP recently. Well, I guess Verlander was coming off as of Cy Young, comparable, I guess. Um, fell to shit. Anyway, uh, the Giants. I couldn't think of an example at all. They never do stuff like this, except maybe the. Off season they went and got like Olivier Vernon and Damon Harrison yeah not
0: but, not comparable, I, but it's closest than that's of
1: literally the only thing I can think of. um the Knicks with Carmelo, except Mellow wasn't the problem, everything else was, and it fell to shit um right. and then that's kind of the Rangers, I don't know enough, but they got Patrick Kane last year and got bounced out of the playoffs, so if you want to count yeah, that. they also
0: got they also got Rick Nash back in the day, that was a big deal,
1: yeah um. So, anyway, the Yankees are the only team where they do stuff like this regularly, and it actually works out. <laughs> like The Yankees do this uh, about every decade or every other decade, I guess, the last few years, um, and it usually tends to end up going pretty good. So <laughs> That's um, true.
0: Okay, I thought you were saying the opposite, so no, you could ignore what I said no, earlier. No,
1: no, 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 yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. They're the only team that can pull this shit off and have it actually work.
0: Right, okay, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Uh, so now I guess we'll we'll move into Yamamoto real quick because mm-hmm. this will touch on the Mets. We can't do, I mean, we could do a whole show on the Yankees pretty much every week, but I know we'll touch on some other shit here. We could also do but a whole I, show on
1: the Jets, but fuck yeah, that. We we'll, <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll get to it. <laughs> we will. Um, so uh, yeah, Jordan, Yama, Jordan 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 Yamamoto, Yamamoto. That's a different pitcher. That's a different <laughs> pitcher. He does exist. Yeah. So uh, Yoshi Yamamoto uh, is being courted by both the Yankees and the Mets. Right. Uh, Steve Cohen. Uh, billionaire uh, financier and billionaire uh, playboy
1: philanthropist that Hog,
0: uh, who hog. <laughs> owns the New York Mets. <laughs> um, he's, recently... he's a
1: he's a literal political cartoon of a human yeah, being. Yeah,
0: literal. Yeah, political cartoon come to life. Keep yeah. Uh Flew to Japan uh, a few days ago to meet with Yamamoto, and he took him to a French restaurant in Japan. Oh, cool! That's um, a
1: way to indulge he... yourself in their culture. <laughs>
0: Right. And, well, what do you want? Uh, snails? <laughs> yeah. Well, Steve Cohen. Let me let me say this. Usually, um, oh, when billionaires man. fly around, I think they should release all their flight logs for reasons that have become reasonably obvious. Yeah. So let's see those flight logs, Steve. Anyway. <laughs> um, Where else I do think, you
1: stop on the way home? Yeah.
0: yeah. So the Mets seem to be out on Otani from all uh, uh, from all uh, signs, and I think that they're basically all in on Yamamoto at this point. Um, they did sign Luis Severino.
1: Which yeah, was, uh, I wanted to give Sevy a fair ad- sign-off. That made me really sad. Um, and that being said, I want him back next year as a Yankee, to be honest with you. And I, I'm not going to be apologetic about that at all. I want him to go have a great year with the Mets, or even just a decent year, and I want the Yankees to go sign him next year. I love Sevy. I want him I back in, as a Yankee. Uh, the only Major All-Star League Baseball... Me too. He the the I have two Major League Baseballs that I got at games, and Sevy threw me one of them... Um, when I was sitting in the bleachers and it still has a little scuff mark where it hit the concrete, but he ma- we made eye contact and he threw it right up. Um, and that was one of the cool, cause I already loved him before that. And I will forever love him after that. That guy had energy and passion and he just felt like he belonged. Um, and like he needed to get a ring here and it made me really sad when he left. Um, I so agreed. this ball is from Sevy. Um, I'm holding it up. We're not on video what well, the two of us are, but we're not releasing that. Um, but I do have <laughs> my ball from uh from Sevy, and I'm holding it right now and it, it makes yeah. me sad um that he's gone. But yeah.
0: I think good deal for the Mets. I mean Sevy was is like a good the, deal literally the by the numbers the worst pitcher in baseball last year. Yeah.
1: Um good for him to get thirteen most, million off of
0: that, by the way. That's
1: yeah. Impressive. Same amount
0: that Craig Kimbrell got from the Orioles.
1: <laughs> uh, it is. Sorry, <laughs> I know. That's such a stupid deal for the Orioles. They don't spend any money, and they went out and got 40-year-old Craig Gimbrell. Yeah, oh, it's boy. It's bizarre. Um, actually, stupid. if we're going to move
0: into more general MLB here... Yeah. Um, well,
1: I do want to talk about Yamamoto, too, um, because I think that the Yankees are going to get him, too, and I'm not being just like an annoying Yankee fan. I think that that's actually who they have their sights set on, and this Soto stuff is a distraction for them that they're just trying to finish up so that they can move on to their real goal. Um, and the reason for that is because... Uh, Yamamoto seems to like the Yankees like a lot. Like there was a report that he was really interested in the aura that the Yankees have. Um, there was a report that Hal said that they are totally fine with paying for both Soto and Yamamoto. Um, the Yankees are smart. Exactly. The Yankees are smart and they're aware that if you're going to shell out for an ace and the the Yankees shell out for their guys when they know it's the guy that they want. Like, I mean, Garrett Cole is the obvious example. CC is the obvious example. Um, when they want a pitcher, they go get that guy. Um, and Yamamoto is that kind of guy. He's a 25-year-old ace who's a free agent. That does not come around. They signed Garrett Cole at, at what, 28, 29 for 10 years? 29. This guy's 25. I mean, this is right. like it is a no-brainer if you're the Yankees and you are as smart as you claim to be. Um, you should go out and do everything you can to get this guy. I think that they have the lead on it. Um, and... Now, this is where I do get into the crazy Yankee fan, um, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Rizzo is gone after next year, um, and there's a guy that they call the Japanese Babe Ruth, not Shohei Otani, but Munetaka Murakami, who's a first baseman, who's a lefty. And he'll be posted the year that Rizzo is gone. Rizzo is getting paid twenty-something million dollars, by the way. Murakami probably will get somewhere around there, so it would be the same salary. And you just slot him in at first base, and he's a lefty with a lot of power. And I think that if they have Yamamoto here already, half your work is done.
0: Oh, that would be great. But I mean, uh, so here's what I think. I think That's the wishful Mets thinking, by the
1: way. <laughs> Go on.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think the Mets are going to end up with him because I just don't think Steve Cohen will allow. I mean, I listen. I'm very low on what Steve Cohen actually cares about, but the only thing I think he really cares about is keeping his name uh, in the press. So I it reminds do me think Aaron Rodgers,
1: <laughs> but yeah. just like rich guy uh, version.
0: Right. So I don't. I think that if the Yankees he won't allow the Yankees to get Soto and Yamamoto. I just think that his ego will want to get one of those guys. Uh, so I think he'll probably overpay for Yamamoto. That being said. I do think that the Yankees meeting with the Yamamoto. I think they have the best pitch. I mean, they say, yeah. "Come here, we got two of the five best hitters in baseball." Yep. We got the also Soto's twenty-five-two.
1: Yeah, we'll just link you guys well, up. You can win easy. forever,
0: like it's, right. yeah. if you want that. Yeah, you yeah. Can. We have the best pitcher on the planet, the reigning Cy yep. Young winner. We got the pinstripes, we got Yankee Stadium, we got New York City. You
1: will make and, more money uh, here than on any other team except maybe the Dodgers, but you're not even gonna right. say that. Yeah.
0: Oh, and hey, here's beloved franchise icon and World Series MVP Hideki Matsui, who's yep. like Babe Ruth in Japan. So is Masahiro also,
1: Tanaka, by the way. So
0: to yes. <laughs> <So> also <laughs> yeah. attend this meeting with us and tell you about it. And yeah, uh, so I mean I do think they have the strongest pitch. I yeah. just think it's gonna come down to money. Right. Uh, Okay, so let's get into general baseball real quick. I just have one thing to say, and then you could uh, say anything else. Sure. Uh, So yesterday, I heard from a small bird uh, that Reese Hoskins was going to be signing (laughs) with the Cubs. Yeah. uh, And that did not happen last night, as I was told it would. Right. Uh, So if that doesn't happen... I'm officially never trusting anything this source tells me ever again. I'd be
1: very curious who this source is because you mentioned a source last week that I forgot to ask you who it was off the air, and I would I love to know uh, <laughs> who you're getting your information from. Um, well, Okay, but, so
0: I'll also say that this source, who I'm not going to name or give any information about, but sure. last, uh, right, yeah, I, I just I can't do that, but he did tell me last summer he had the Lucas Giolito trade, uh, early, which ended up going down. So I do okay. trust him.
1: Sure, fair enough.
0: But so I've been told that Hoskins is going to the Cubs now. Okay. I don't know if that might not happen, and if it doesn't happen, I'll never bring information from this guy up on here again. But <laughs> I have heard there's that a Hoskins... lot on the line
1: here for this guy. So uh, right. you know, fingers crossed for cup. your 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 fucking deep throat over there. Um, so Easy. I. I don't really care about the Hoskins to the Cubs deal other than it has implications for your insider status. Um, But uh, I will say that the Cubs making any kind of moves at all is interesting considering that they are supposedly now out on Otani, um, haven't heard anything about them going for Bellinger, and this is a team that claims to want to compete sometime soon. Yeah, so So the Otani thing is weird because
0: I think when the report came out that they were out on him, I think the Cubs – Then leaked, like, yeah, we haven't heard that, you know? So, like, they, I don't. (laughs) Sure. There are conflicting reports on whether they've been told that they're out on Otani. He's
1: going to be a Dodger. Like, can we, he's going to be a Dodger. Dodger. So, also, like, do it already. Like, fuck, stop being weird. Stop with the weird, like, W- whatever, like the Hulk subversion stuff. like Just get it done, shut up, and be there for 15 years so we can all just stop thinking about it. And then you guys can constantly get bumped in the first round of the playoffs for the next decade and a half, and it's going to be awesome. Um, so uh-huh. I I also – I, I kind of got into this last week, I think, on Mudville. I don't remember if I was talking to you or Nolan. But um, I was saying I don't – Otani does not – I don't think he has the same aura anymore that he did six months ago. I like—is that insane wow. for me to say? I like yes. seriously. I is it? He's coming yeah. up with Tommy John. He's thirty. He's gonna get like more money than anyone ever. I I get that, what? but he's only gonna hit this year, and then after that, he's gonna go back to pitching after not pitching for a year, and then he's just gonna get hurt again. Like I think he's just gonna keep on. He he's gonna end up as like, you know. He's injured again, he can only hit, and then eventually he's going to have to have a surgery mid-season when he's, his bat's going to be gone. Like, this is going to be, uh, like, the double-edged sword of him being your number one pitcher and your best hitter is, like, a huge risk. Like, that's more of a risk than it is a bonus. I don't understand how, like... It's amazing what he's done. It's incredible. He's the most talented baseball player that's ever lived, hands down. But I think that what he brings to the table as a great pitcher and a great hitter will set you back more when he inevitably gets injured because pitchers always get hurt. And eventually okay, it's going to happen in May, and then he's gone for the year. Like, it's, I don't, you know, I, I, like, I just don't personally want him on my team. I would love to watch him, but I just don't want him myself.
0: Okay. Um, I don't agree with all of what you said. First of all, he's 29. He's not 30. He's, uh, and He'll be 30 by opening about, day. As someone who's about to be 29 pretty shortly, I would <laughs> appreciate it if you don't say 29 is 30. Thanks. You
1: you are not a professional pitcher slash like, all-time slugger, so don't worry about it. Your body's going to hold okay. up differently than his.
0: <laughs> this is a risk that you have to take if you're a team. I understand he's coming off Tommy John. This is a once in a not it's not it's player. not a
1: once he's a one guy he's a unicorn for a reason that's why we use the word he's the only one who's ever done this it's not once in a generation it's not once in a century he's the only one who's ever done this i get that but that comes with drawbacks <laughs> every of course superhero does. has a weakness <laughs> like yeah,
0: everything comes with drawbacks i know but this is a risk that the, a team has to take like there, there is no the perfect player
1: design. that's been michael k's like uh like catchphrase for the last week because people are bitching about Soto's defense, which is stupid. Um, but uh, like well, there is Soto's no perfect. I was
0: a butcher in left field. I,
1: I understand that, but I don't care at all. But nah, me me <laughs> neither really. Um, um, yeah.
0: Should we, I mean, we, should we talk about football? I, like,
1: yeah, there's stuff to talk about. We can get into it. Um, but there's okay, also a, some other general baseball stuff that I did want to get into. And that is that it's the like ignoring of the rest of this free agent market is super strange to me um, because you have Blake Snell who just won the NL Cy Young. Like, I have not heard right. his name one time, not right. once, not even no, one totally. time from a report, not once. I don't get what, like they are so focused on these guys that are, Otani's going to the Dodgers. We know that. Yamamoto is probably either going to be in New York, whether it's a Yankee or a Met, whatever. You're telling me that, like, the Mariners are focused on getting Yamamoto? They're not getting well, him. They're not. I, why don't you go I, get Blake Snell when everybody else is focused on this other stuff? What, you're not getting Otani. You're not, like, go, go sign. Like, the Mariners, I think, need to go get pitching, which is why I bring them up. They're a good example of a team who's close enough that they could do something if they sign the right guys. Go sign the fucking NL Cy Young winner. <clears throat> Excuse well, me. Okay.
0: Like, I don't understand it. Ray's losing his voice. Okay, so, I'm angry. <laughs> he is angry. Uh, I'm not the biggest Blake Snell fan. I just, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of guys who walk as many guys as him and only go five innings a game. I, get I understand not loving he's really him, but good. He still won the Cy Young. Talk. and He's
1: a free agent. Go ahead.
0: Yes, let me talk. Let me let me make my point. No. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm not a fan of guys who walk that many guys. Like I said, and he does pitch five innings a game, and he does have an injury history. Now, he is the Cy Young winner. And he's won two Cy Youngs at this point in his career. Yeah, I think that this is like you said. This was actually a point I was going to bring up, uh, or thought about bringing up. That yeah, I've never had. There's never been a two-time Cy Young winner on the market with this little buzz. But yeah, I think what I would say about that is he's 31, so he's starting to get up there, and he doesn't seem to have the prototype, prototypical repertoire of a guy who can pitch forever. um, I don't know about that. Well he, well, he does have the curveball. You know, okay, so we'll say maybe he could pitch forever. I just mean he also doesn't throw
1: 200 innings. He maxes out, right. like, the mo. he threw 180 last year, but he doesn't throw more than, like, five innings a game, which is a reason not to love him, but at the same time right. he gives you five innings of quality ball every time you see him. So.
0: Well, yeah, okay, so do you remember the Cy Young race a few years ago between Corbin Burns and Zach Wheeler? Yeah. Okay, so I always argued Wheeler should have won. Uh, even though I think, even though Burns ended up winning because Burns uh, threw less innings, but was better in those innings, but Wheeler threw more innings and was only slightly worse in right stat. I always will go for the guy who throws more innings, so that's why I don't like Snell all that much. I just think th- innings pitched is to me one of the most important. It, it's probably the second most important stat for evaluating a pitcher. Maybe first, honestly. I agree I just, with you. Like, so I think maybe that's why the market's not as big as we think. Well,
1: hold on, I don't, I don't think that it's the first because then everybody would go out and want Lance Lynn. Um, but I okay, I, maybe not the first. <laughs> I I get your point, but it's part of this whole thing also could be because Aaron Nola was the first one to sign, um, so that kind of removed like the the one A of I I don't know like the the already established major leaguer free agents, you know, outside of Otani and Yamamoto. Uh, well, Yamamoto is not a major... Le- you know what I mean? Um, like, Nola would have been, like, the guy. Like, the the pitching free agent. And he signed, like, I don't know, like, three weeks ago or something. So it's it, it makes sense why it's been quiet. I just am kind of surprised at that Bellinger has no noise yet. Snell has no noise. Um, even, like, I don't know, like, Josh Hader. Nobody cares. And I don't really really care about Josh Hader, but he's a big-time closer who's probably going to get a $90 million dollar deal. Jordan Montgomery's another one. Yeah, um, it's just it's a little surprising, that's all.
0: I think, and I, I think, think the, it's
1: stupid, and I think it's people yeah. that, like, these teams need to get on it <laughs> a little more.
0: I think Otani's holding the damn back, and I think that, oh, even though my. we all know he's going to be a Dodger... There's so I many... Think, there's
1: 29 teams who aren't going to get him, and they all know that.
0: <laughs> like, I well, know, but I think once he goes and sets the market... Uh, I think teams are maybe waiting to see what he'll get and then the go from there. What? Even though, even, What he even gets, you gets can't is not run.
1: relevant to Jordan Montgomery.
0: Yes, it is. No, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. Why? Because what every player makes is relevant to every other player, not even if it's him. someone as unique as Otani. Yes.
1: Okay, explain. I, like, I get why. I get theoretically and economically why, but... Because
0: that's how the economy works.
1: It's That's stupid. I don't know. I feel like... But the value that he brings is not the same as the other ones, and that's how that's derived, so I don't get...
0: Yes, I know that, but there's still value per dollar that other teams have to look at. I guess. And they could measure what Otani brings on a value scale, they could try, and they say, this is what he's getting paid for value, and this is how we extrapolate that to other guys, and maybe that's what I mean. And also, you know know what I mean. It is relevant to every player. Maybe it shouldn't be for someone as unique as Otani, but it is. I know. Um, Did you hear the report
1: that he was thinking about going back to the Angels?
0: Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Uh the <laughs> Angels, by really the way, funny. just signed Willie Calhoun. So oh. congratulations.
1: Okay. Bye Willie. Thanks for hanging out with us for a year. Um all right. Are so we baseball? Yeah, let's uh let's unless you want to do a uh postmortem on Willie Calhoun's Yankee career.
0: Uh not that good.
1: Okay. Bad. Anyway. Uh real quick, I think the only news in football, there's two things with each team, or I should say there's two things, one each for each team that we should talk about. Briefly, because uh, we just went very long on baseball, um, which is kind of yeah. fun. I miss talking about baseball. No, 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 um, no. It's nice. So um, the ju- let's start with the Giants because I just I want to put the Jets off as long as I can. Um, the Giants are starting Tommy DeVito over Tyrod Taylor, um, and Tyrod is reportedly miffed, um, which is understandable. But at the same time, like, dude, you're 35. Like, we know what you do. Want to hear something funny? What's that?
0: In my show notes, I wrote down... uh for the Giants' quarterback situation, I wrote Tyrod Taylor miffed. <laughs> Did you actually? <laughs> yes.
1: Well, so. man, what are we brothers or something? Man, our brains work similar. Um, okay, that's yeah, really I think funny. So
0: title has to be Tyrod Taylor is miffed.
1: Tyrod Taylor colon miffed.
0: <laughs> um, would be Plus, kind of fun. Fun Soto hour. Okay, go uh, ahead.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, true.
0: Yeah, we should probably. <laughs> what are you talking about? The
1: title has to be about Juan Soto. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, there's a little back uh, backstage producing uh, banter for you. Production heads. I don't know. Um, oh, anyway, so yeah, Tyrod Taylor is uh, is reportedly miffed about not being the starter. Um, where Tommy DeVito has earned the right to play again. And I know last time we talked, I said that I don't think that DeVito has done enough to prove that he should start. But at the same time, like I didn't say that. I said that he hasn't done that much. He's done the minimum, um, which I still think is a fair critique. Um, but that being said, he had a bye week to work with quarterback genius Brian Dable um, and see if they can cook something up to go play the Packers who are playing over their skis a little bit. So um, I don't know. I, I can believe in Tommy enough that he can maybe be our backup next year, but no more than that, really. And I don't know. I, I think it's kind of a fun story for Tommy DeVito. He gets to be another hero for another week.
0: Great story. Okay, so listen, I, I totally understand why Tyrod's pissed off. Yeah, me too. Um,
1: this happens. This has happened to him every year for the last five years too. Which yeah, this is not happening career. in a vacuum. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Like, let's remember a few years ago, he was starting for the Chargers until a doctor gave him like that was the a,
1: stupidest thing in the world,
0: like a B twelve shot or something, and accidentally punctured his rib. Yeah. So and that's his how he lung. lost his job to Justin Herbert. Right. So, like, this is what happens to Tyrod Taylor. He just gets hurt and loses his job. I think that's... this
1: happened to him in Buffalo too, didn't it?
0: And I think that was more. Or performance because he was benched for Peterman and then let go after that year. That's Um, right. Or or that was more of like the 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 coach wanting to see if they had a meaningful quarterback on the roster, which they didn't. They had Nathan Peterman. Right. Um, Oops. It wasn't because of injury then. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. But but yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. Um. He's a real professional. You know, he's a professional backup quarterback at this point. He's one of the better backups in the league, and I I totally understand that he still thinks of himself as a starter. That's how the attitude that he has to have, but. Also, at the same time, I would call I him QB
1: I, number thirty-three.
0: Yeah, sure, QB thirty-three. I, th- I, I like think him. he's
1: like the best backup option that there would be in the league. But that's right. That's the life of a backup. Somebody's got to be right. QB number thirty-three, man. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah. But I. I mean, I think that going with Tommy not only does it give him the better, better chance to win. I just think that you have to evaluate everything about this roster, and you have to evaluate if this is a guy that you could roll with for at least the first few games next year, assuming you draft someone. Because either way, Daniel Jones will still be hurt. Uh, so you, you, you need to evaluate if this guy will be on the roster next year. So I think it's a good move. Um, now, over to a team with a different quarterback situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you remember the scene in the office where Michael Scott's talking about his vasectomy? How many yes. times he had it reversed? Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> snip, snap. Yeah, that's how the Jets are handling Zach Wilson.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, also, this happened to Tyrod in uh, Cleveland with Baker Mayfield.
0: Yes, that's the other one. It's yes, um, Cleveland. It's so,
1: which, not great. Yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, the Jets uh, at some point during this week said uh, – Oh, and it also play.
1: happened in Houston with Davis Mills. All right, so <laughs> it's happened a few Jesus times.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Poor guy. I know. That's what I'm saying. This has happened to him a lot, and it's usually not for a guy who's necessarily better. It's just like we have to see what we have. Um, okay. So that's are where we, it hurts. We, yes, yeah. go on to Zach Wilson now, the snip-snap little – bitch so go a report
0: on. came out this week that the, the jets who tim boyle played horribly on sunday against the falcons shocker which is, well yeah obviously Tim everyone Boyle's not
1: it. an nfl quarterback who saw that coming
0: right so that happened again so a report came out i think on i don't know tuesday or no today's wednesday it's so probably monday that the jets were playing to go back to zach wilson because he gives them the best chance to win which is true uh, which I, <laughs> which is true even though he's awful. Unbelievably, it's true. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the only situation in the history of the NFL where that would be true. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they uh, somehow also...
1: found the only combination of five quarterbacks that would make that true.
0: <laughs> like, exactly. So, yeah. this report also said that um Wilson was hesitant about returning due to the fact that he seems to think or not seems to think he's he accurately thinks he has no future with the Jets. Doesn't want to risk injury because he probably is going to be somewhere else. So the report was that he Mm. didn't really want to start. Now, throughout the week, that's been um, I don't want to say refuted because refuted makes it sound like that wasn't true, and I do think that was probably true at one point. But uh, they've kind of changed course, and now he's saying that he does want to start, and he will be starting on uh, for the Jets now. Here's the weird thing that's been – another weird thing that's been going on with the Jets this week. Have you been following this uh, Joe Benigno saga?
1: Yeah. he. So I actually watched the video today because I was kind of, like, curious what it was all about. Um, so he gets on the fan.
0: Okay, and, wait. Like, just for yeah, go context. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> No, no, no. Just for context, if anyone doesn't know who Joe Beningo is, which we're we're treating like he's like you know a like
1: national hero. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, Joe Beningo is a local uh, New York radio a local singer. yokel. <laughs> uh, yeah, who is uh, known for his uh, passionate support of the Mets, Jets, and Knicks. Uh, he was a radio guy for like, 30, 40 years or something. He until won a he contest recently.
1: to become a radio guy in, like, 1990, which is how this is... Yeah, that's he's how basically he like just started. a man
0: who got on the radio. And then he recently and he retired... he acts like it's
1: still 40 years later.
0: Yeah, he was on the Joe and Evan afternoon show for years. But he recently retired, but he calls in every Monday to do uh, Football Mondays, and I always listen. And I think he does he a Saturday some... show, too. Yeah, he does a Saturday show, too. But he has sources within the Jets organization, um, and one of those sources is... Jets head coach Robert Sala, who his golf buddy, I, I, yeah. And listen, I listen to this these football Mondays every week. Yeah, and he has the whole season, and even last season, he has brought up how much he texts with Robert Sala and what Robert Sala is telling him in these texts. Now, so here is what happened this week. If, yeah, if I can just go into it because I think I listen to Joe a little more than you. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> okay, I don't. So I don't love Joe. Joe. Oh, I'm a huge Joe guy. But I, Joe this I, I week, like
1: I like the the idea of him more than him.
0: I think. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, the, Joe th- this week uh, apparently says that he texted Robert Sala uh, about the quarterback situation. He texted him a six point plan to yes. improve the Jets. Now, yeah. what, he only revealed two of these points. One of the points was that Sala needs to go back to calling plays on defense, which I think is um like kind of besides the point. <laughs> like, yeah. see if what they're doing. Fine. That's, um, that's... But anyway, the. The issue. other point that he made was that Zach Wilson needs to start again. And uh, as Joe said, Salah replied, Zach needs to start again. Are you serious? Um, mm-hmm. Now, the way he made the sound on the radio was that uh, Sala was incredulous that uh, Zach Wilson could possibly help the team win. But uh, as it came out later, Joe later clarified that what he thinks Sala meant was... Uh, Joe, you've been ripping on Zach Wilson for months and now you want him to start again. Yeah. But this turned into a firestorm in the New York media. Everyone was like, he went out there. And he, he read his texts live. It's like, but the thing I think
1: that was actually a problem is that he was like, excuse me, um, that he was like, trust me, Solid don't like Zach. Solid right. hates Zach. And it's like, that's more say that. the story, um, which yeah. is him yeah. saying, like, trust me. He's implying Salah has told me that he does not like Zach Wilson, which, right. by the way, here's here's the thing, little secret. If you have a brain, you can tell <laughs> that Robert Sala does not like Zach Wilson. Robert Sala is going to be having Vietnam flashbacks to Zach Wilson's stupid fucking bandana face for until he's 80 about how it ruined his chance to be the head coach of the Jets. R- Zach Wilson is the thorn in his paw. Like he's just the little right. thing that he can't fucking get out, and it's like it's it's ruining his life. I'm sure <laughs> he'll be it's the reason he loses his job. It, it's gonna be the reason he loses his mind. I mean, Robert yeah. Sala <laughs> is like I'm. This is like uh, it's a Sisyphean task that he has been saddled with with somehow being the head coach of this Jets team, which is every well time done. you think you get close to the top of the hill, you fucking rolling back down, and here you keep going. <laughs> Still well going. Done. Well done. Yeah. Classics. Reference. Oh, Thank yeah.
0: Okay, so another thing Joe said in this conversation...
1: <laughs> also, speaking of which, he also has Narcissus on his roster, so he's got to deal yes, with that, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Greek Mythology Brothers. This is, that.
1: I watched Hercules with kindergartners today for work, so this is where I'm at.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brody's, Brody's mind is in Elsium. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Elysium, Elysium, please. Whatever. Yeah. Fucking, sorry. Tell me. Yeah. Uh, so another thing that uh, Joe brought up in this phone call, that he or text exchange that he had with Robert saw is that... um. I guess Joe was criticizing some points of his coaching, and uh, uh, Robert Sala responded with a list of NFL coaches and their record without their starting quarterbacks. Right. Um, and he said that none of those quarterbacks have a winning record except Mike Tomlin, who's one of the best coaches in the league. Yep. Uh, but um,
1: who Steelers fans want fired, by the way, which Steelers is Steelers fans always want fired I, because they're stupid. Yeah, they are.
0: Anyway, the point I was trying to make there is: look, nobody could do well in this situation, and. I understand that, but I don't think that that's what, you know, anyone wants to hear from Robert Sala. That being said, not something you should say on the radio. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> but, that's
1: that's the thing. This is A, like, not as big a deal it was, and B, you shouldn't have done that.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, like, also, like, it's like... I don't know if it's, like, an old-person thing. Like, I understand Joe is, like, a media personality, and the coach knows that he's texting with a media personality, but it doesn't seem like these are conversations Robert Sala wants on the record or on the radio. I'd assume
1: that afterwards he was like, did you really just do that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, okay, so apparently the follow-up to this whole saga is that, I guess yesterday, uh, Joe and Robert Sala talked on the phone for about a half hour and resolved this whole thing, and Joe went on the radio again to clear it up. And say that uh, Sala doesn't actually hate Zach, and that he's sorry for everything he said. But um, man, if I was Robert Sala, I would not be texting I would, Joe. I would B be Kobe done.
1: Anymore. I would be done with Joe B. <laughs> yeah,
0: like Robert it's just Sala. such a Jets thing that the, the story of the week is not only does their quarterback not want to play uh, because he <laughs> is afraid he'll get hurt. <laughs> Also, the head coach is getting coaching advice from Joe Beningo, (laughs) and then uh, Joe Beningo is also going on the radio and basically reading Reading his texts out loud, his private texts. You know what? This is this is
1: a Trumpian scandal. Like it's very, it's very Trumpy. Like this is extremely just like old school. Like like, and Joe is like definitely. Giuliani esque in like probably yeah. also he probably loves Giuliani. Oh <laughs> like, sure, yeah, <laughs> would Probably he's probably golfed with him, Like that's like the vibe. Yeah. Um and oh, like sure. it's just all like it fits. It feels like this old you know like like you're back in 2019 with them. Um, but it's I don't know this whole. I I feel really bad for Robert Sala um, because I actually like I've been saying now for a few weeks on this show and like i I don't think that he has sold me on being a great coach, and that being said, I think if he was on almost any other team in the league, he would have done a fine fine job that being said too, they were the um what's the word the uh the the regime that chose Zach Wilson, so this is all his bed to make and lie in Lion. so um I, the the thing with him though is that he he feels like he's the Daniel Jones of head coaches and that every year it's like, Yeah, but you can't judge him off that year. This, right. this, this, and this went wrong. And it's like no, are totally we ever right. gonna get a real shot to judge him? It's like I think yeah, at, at this point, point you, you are know, your record says you are. You know the answer. Like the more yeah. the longer it takes to get an answer is your answer. So it's you know, exactly. yeah. Uh
0: yeah, so that's the Jets. Um God, who knows what's gonna happen. Uh, as soon as we hang this up. Uh, oh, by the way, the Jets signed Brett Rippon, uh, and they yeah. cut Tim Boyle. So, so uh, another Boyle
1: ex-Bronco. Here we go. <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess so. And uh, Tim Boyle, the savior of New York football two weeks ago, yeah. has now been uh, kicked to the curb. Um, yeah, I mean, God, who knows what's going to happen with the Jets at this rate? I mean, it's just a clown show. Um, All right, so we should, should we do. Move... Oh, can I do my free pick of the week? Oh, or yeah. Should we do...
1: Well, I think maybe we should save that for last, because first we have to do um... – a quick thing on the Knicks, and then everybody's favorite segment. Following that, uh, quickly on the Knicks, they not not Emmanuel, Um They got bounced from the in season tournament last night in a loss to the Bucks in Milwaukee. Um, I was, again, at Napoleon, so I did not get to watch this game with my own two Lucky. eyeballs. Um, I did see that going to halftime it was close. I saw that it was like 62-60 or something like that. Yep. Um, I checked the score uh, while in the movie. It was, it was more than that. Boy.
0: The score was in the 70s at halftime. It okay. was a really high-scoring game.
1: Okay. I think I saw it at 62-60. I saw the final was like 149-120. So, like, what, yeah, like, what listen, happened? Listen, the
0: Bucks basically set shooting records. I oh mean, they were God. shooting the lights out, and they couldn't miss. So, like... It's yeah, one of those games it's a dangerous where you kind roster. of like, well, that happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right, move on. And we talked about this um, with the Knicks last time. The, when they lose games, they get blown the, – like the doors get blown off. Like it's yeah. bad.
0: So Quentin Grimes, after the game, said that yeah. um, he's a little frustrated with his role. He says he can't find any, uh, find any rhythm because he's only touching the ball like one minute. Welcome uh, to being coached by Tom Tim
1: Thibodeau. Thibodeau.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but mean, um, he seems to be frustrated that he yeah. – and he hasn't put up numbers this year at all. So um, he seems to be frustrated. I'm frustrated watching him, just not contributing all that much. Um, I respect
1: him for actually going out and saying that because most players sure. would just be like, "I feel fine, whatever, it'll happen." But like, I I get the fact that your numbers are bad and that you want to be like, "Hey, I'm not feeling too good about what's going on too. I I feel it too. So it's you know,
0: it's, it's fine. And it is fine. Listen, he's I young think it still." Might be time for him I think it might be time for him to hit the bench and for White Dante to come into the starting lineup. I, uh, I, don't I know told you after help, the first
1: but... few games, that dude is going to earn more minutes. <laughs> and he has. Yeah.
0: I hope so. But, I mean, I just think something needs to change there. It's not really healthy right now for Grimes to be out there so much not really doing I think he might be a little bit better with the second unit. Yeah. So I think maybe I'd like to see that.
1: Um, Grimes right now, 18 starts, 22 minutes a game. Uh, Dante with two starts and 20 minutes a game. So you can already see. Like, the roles are similar. It's just one of them is coming off the bench. The other one's not. And um, yeah, I'd assume that's going to switch soon.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: should we do thirty seconds on the Brooklyn Nets? Third? Wait, hold on. It's time for everybody's favorite segment. 30
0: 30 seconds, seconds on, on the Brooklyn
1: Nets. Yeah, again. I think we're we're also are we out of sync? Is that why?
0: No. Okay. All right, ready? Let's try it. 30, 30 seconds, seconds on, on the on. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets.
1: Yeah. All right, we're making up for our <laughs> our uh our audio lag here, but I can I'll, I'll tighten that up and post. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're going to have a lot of tightening to do in post. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right,
1: 30 seconds on the Brooklyn Nets. Morgan, go.
0: Okay, starting now. So Cam Thomas is back. Cam Thomas has been incredible this year. He's averaging like 26 a game. Uh, they, they're they getting a lot of production now, these young guys on their roster. Lonnie Walker have been playing real well. I think that guy's extremely underrated, but he's hurt now. Um, they trounced a really good team, the Magic, on Saturday. They beat him by like 25 or something. Um and they're overall they're playing pretty well, to one oh one and nine. Yep. Um and uh I guess the last note on the Nets is that Ben Simmons is no longer a basketball player, and right, that man. is thirty seconds. Yep. Uh
1: so yeah, that's awesome. about it. Ben Simmons can uh scratch.
0: Hasn't played in a month. Hasn't played in a month now.
1: Nope. He's just doing Ben Simmons things. Um all right. which are, see ya. Um all right. Uh more, more should pick, pick of the week. week? We okay, nailed so. that one, actually. We couldn't get <laughs> we couldn't get the thirty seconds on the Brooklyn Nets, but we nailed that. All right, go on.
0: Yeah. All right, so last week my picks both of my picks hit the standard and the backup. <laughs> the auxiliary.
1: Um, Morg's auxiliary free pick my, of the week.
0: My auxiliary free pick of the week, yeah. So Bama ended up beating Georgia. I said take Bama plus the six. I Bama couldn't, ended up winning outright.
1: I could not believe that that first of all, I was watching that game the entire time. I was like Morgan fucking Morgan. God damn it. <laughs>
0: I'm never wrong. I'm I, never wrong. It's the reason and it's Iowa called hit, the free pick. Exactly. Michigan and Iowa hit the under. So I'm now 5-1 on free picks of the week. Amazing. I hope you're making money off these because I'm not. But <laughs> someone should be. You might want to start. Um,
1: Maybe I will. Maybe that's what this segment will be. Maybe I'll just start putting money on your free pick and get mad at you if it ever loses.
0: That's good. Yeah, I'll start losing brody money. Uh, this week. My free <laughs> if pick you start
1: week. intentionally screwing me, I'll be very upset. Go on.
0: <laughs> Uh, a game that everyone will be watching: uh, Bengals and Colts. Oh, everyone's <laughs>
1: favorite quarterback matchup:
0: <laughs> yes, Gardner uh, Minshew
1: at Jake Browning. All right.
0: <laughs> so, okay, so we got. Uh, wait, did Jake Browning go to Washington State? I don't know, but he played well the other day. Yeah, he's. Hang on, let me look this up because I think he did. He he must have, right?
1: I don't know about oh, must have. There, right. we go, there
0: you go. So, okay. <laughs> so, Jake Browning went to Washington. Oh, he's from Gardner Falsam. Minshew, Washington State. So, we got an Apple Ooh. Cup matchup here. And, Very uh, Bengals Colts. Um, anyway, Bengals at home, they are getting two and a half against the Colts. I say take the Bengals plus the two and a half. Um, even with the backup quarterback, I think this is still a feisty Bengals team. They play hard for their They're head good. coach. They play hard for Jake Browning. And they didn't come out with a big win uh, against the Jaguars. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, basically, I just don't trust the Colts. Um, I think Steichen has been good there, but I just don't think they have the talent right now to overcome some of their deficiencies. So I'm going to say, yeah, take the Bengals at home with the two and a half. And uh, Man, that's
1: all. Let me tell you something. If you're a Bengals fan you've got to be happy but also just so mad because this team is good enough to beat the Jaguars without Joe Burrow. Imagine what you could do in the playoffs. Right, yeah. I like it's just such a shame that he's done cause, first of all I love Joe Burrow. I think he's like one of the more fun like character athletes that we have. Just his whole like aura is kind of interesting. Um I agree. I and the the team is so talented and the fact that Jake Browning can just will that team to like be good and like also kick a ton of ass on the way to a crazy win in Jacksonville. Um is uh yeah. is is nuts. Um but yeah. So we're closing out with some Bengals chat. Bengals chat, what you come to the New York Sports Show for. Um yeah. but yeah, this is uh actually do you want real quick? I know you you like college football more than I do, but um do you sure. want to talk about the fact that Florida State is not in the playoff at all?
0: Yeah, it's tough. Um I mean in case you don't know what happened, Florida State lost their quarterback, Jordan Travis, a few weeks ago to a season-ending knee injury. But despite that, they did manage to win the ACC championship. They're 13-0. and uh, But they were left out of the college football playoff by the committee because I think the committee kind of just thought that they don't stand a chance with their backup uh, like they would have with Jordan Travis. Now, the Final Four is Michigan, uh, number one, Washington, number two. Uh, Texas number three, Alabama number four. So a lot of people are, believe that SEC bias is the reason that Alabama got in over undefeated Florida State. I would say this. I would say that uh, Florida State definitely earned the college football playoff. They should be at number four. I'm not all that upset that they're not from an entertainment standpoint. I think I would rather watch Alabama, which is fully healthy, as opposed to Florida State with their backup. But, like, logistically and, like, Moral, yes, Florida State should be in. So I'll, that's what I'll say about that.
1: Right. Yeah. This is. Uh. It's it's tough. Um. I like the only thing that I really know about it is the fact that you have um, like Bama sneaking at the end. You have it's just a lot of look. There's there's five conferences right that these teams could be from, and you have four yep, spots. Five, yep. So inherently, someone's gonna feel snubbed and pissed and whatever. Um, well, and then somebody next was week. talking about yeah. Notre Dame, too. I know, they're expanding them. So next year, this is the last year there's going to be an issue. Um, yeah, and
0: next year there won't be a Pac-12. So
1: Right, right, right. So this is all, um, you know, already in the process of getting solved. So if you're a Florida State fan, at least you can have that to hang your hat on. Um, yeah, but it But sucks. it does suck. I mean, it f- sucks. And it also sucks because you lose your quarterback and, like, you know what? You weren't going to win anything anyway with your backup, probably. Um, what's yeah. his name? Like, Tate? Rudabaker or something. What's his name? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, Rude. road road maker or something. It's something oh. weird. Um,
0: anyway, Florida State Seminoles chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chat.
1: Seriously, um, <laughs> we're covering the big big topics here on the show today. Yeah, we're um, getting a little
0: bit delirious. Um, yeah. Uh, I will say last thing before we sign off. Uh, congratulations to Jaden Daniels of LSU on his impending Heisman victory.
1: Oh, there you go. I don't know That's much all. about that. Um, we are still uh, waiting on the confirmation that the Soto stuff uh, is official. It's not done yet, but it's coming. So, uh, Listen, if yeah.
0: that doesn't get done and we have to throw this entire thing out...
1: We're not throwing it out. It's going to be posted by the end of tomorrow. <laughs> so um, keep an eye out for that. Thursday afternoon, this episode should be up online, um, and hopefully Soto will be... Uh, official and this will all just be for naught so you know yep. there all we right. go <laughs> alright take care everybody we'll talk to you next week